This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Puremore, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Puremore, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. Welcome back to another episode of the Prayer Culture Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the question of why should we pray together? Okay, this is something that people generally think is a good thing, but a lot of people don't understand why is it scriptural? Is it like this something that's an imperative to our walk and who we are and should be a priority in how we do things? Um, I'm very passionate about this subject because the organization two or more is about this subject. It's about coming together to abide in Christ and wait on him expectantly to pray together, interceding with faith and confidence and expecting God to do things and even fasting together as a collective. So two or more is all about this subject specifically. And so I'm very passionate about it. I'm going to go through a couple of points here about a prayer. So first, all Christians know praying is an imperative by itself, right? You have to pray very clear. It's a command of scripture. Jesus says, pray then like this, you know, and he gives instructions on how to pray. Paul says, pray without ceasing, right? We know prayer is something that's supposed to be a very integral part of our personal lives as a believer. Coming together though, is the thing. Like when we come together, what is it supposed to look like? Should we have prayer meetings? Should we do things that are focused on prayer? Should we have church services where we're really focused on prayer? Is that really supposed to be what we do? Many Christians in our Bible-centric context have this idea that prayer is largely a personal activity. And then on occasion, you know, at church before you're going into the service, you pray for five minutes or at the end of small group, you pray for five minutes, you cap it off, you pray before dinner, before lunch, you know, and that's about it in terms of praying together. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think God wants to do more with it. So what do you think, Patrick, in terms of praying together? Like you said, there's not only the command of coming together, ministering to one another in the context of the church, you know, and but there's also a lot of example reading the book of Acts and see it, having that look into the very early church, those first disciples and how they lived alongside each other. Praying together was a normal thing that they did. And we have some moments that are extraordinary as they came together and prayed even very early on. Acts chapter four, we have them this amazing prayer when Peter and John have been kind of persecuted, intimidated, you know, by the Jewish leaders, commanded not to teach anymore in the name of Jesus and and thrown out. And when they come back to all the believers and say what happened, they all burst into rejoicing and they all pray together for boldness. They ask for the Lord's miraculous power to be uh, released. And then it says that the place in which they were gathered was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to preach the word with boldness. That's good. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's a coming together, you know. And I think part of this is, you know, the way we read the scriptures is, you know, we're looking, of course, for clear commands. And we have those when it comes to being together, seeking the Lord together, all those things. That they, Our unity is obviously very important to the Lord, and we'll talk more about that. But we're also just paying attention to the things that God told us. We're assuming that God was really smart and that he wasn't wasting any words, that there's nothing in the scripture that's there kind of as an aside or not really all that important, but just kind of context around the more important things. We're assuming that that the examples, the illustrations, the history that God chose to reveal to us, to, to preserve for us in the scriptures are all really important to him and examples that we should admire and follow and prioritize. So, uh, yeah, I just think our togetherness matters so much to the Lord and it's impossible to escape throughout the scriptures. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I mean, we come together to, to study the word, to do teaching. Uh, we come together even to evangelize. We'll go out, you know, God, sent them out by twos you know we do it together and i think prayer is an integral part of that Uh, i mean two or more is based on the passage matthew 18 20 where jesus says where for where two or three are gathered in my name there am i among them and the context of that passage is jesus talks about church discipline then he talks about the authority that god gives believers and uh, he is referencing an old testament principle of when you have a judgment, you need two or three witnesses, right? That's us coming together and seeking the presence of the Lord on an issue and exercising authority together on an issue because we're seeking the presence of the Lord. You, you don't want to do it without God, right? You don't want to make a decision without God. Right. And so it's it's coming together and it's praying and operating in that way. I mean, I'm assuming when we come together, we're praying. And one thing that I want to always make a practice is when I'm in worship, I take times to pray in between words I'm singing or at different times when we're doing musical worship, right? I even will pray during a sermon. Somebody's talking about something and I just feel like the Lord wants me to start asking about something or, or, you know, or pray over the person who's preaching or something like prayer. I want to be, I want to pray without ceasing. I want it to be a constant mm. state of mind mm. that I continue to do so. And so when we come together and I'm saying, Hey, let's pray, let's seek the presence of the Lord. Then it's, it's just really valuable to have that. So what are the reasons you think where there's just tremendous value in praying together? Yeah. Now, when you say the reasons there's tremendous value, you mean like, what are we gaining? By what do we get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, well, the thing that comes to mind when you think of unity, you think of togetherness, like why would I do something together with you when I could just do it on my own? Which we are on American soil as we record this podcast <laughs> and individualism is such a, uh, a value, uh, an American kind of value. And maybe you could say just a Western ideal. There's this individualistic pursuit of happiness. Um, and, and what works for me, what is for my gain? That's what I have to pursue. And you do your thing, you know, and as long as your thing doesn't bump up too hard against my thing, we can just coexist alongside each other, doing what we believe is good for ourselves. But the Bible is just not at all concerned with 
our individualistic kind of pursuit of good. The Bible always assumes community. It was written in community. It's been preserved through community. And it's always elevating community. So there's just something that's really important to the Lord about our unity, our togetherness, that it matters to him that we do something together, even so much so that he talks about us as the body of Christ with all of its different parts. So Jesus is the head of the church, and then there's the rest of us. And we make up this fully functioning body with all of its mission, all of its care, all of its ministry, everything that we're called to be, we're called to be together. And so you think, you know, well, what are we missing out on if we're not together? What what are we gaining by being together? Well, you're a part of the body and you have a function. And if I'm not together with you, then I don't receive or I don't get to be a part of what God is gifting and empowering you to do what he's saying to you, the wisdom he's given you, the ministry he's given you. If I'm just in my own individual pursuit of the Lord, then I'm just like whatever part of the body I am, you know, that's the only function I ever experience. And I miss out on all the grace of the function that you bring to the body. Sure. That's the the body of Christ, you know, in, in First Corinthians, it talks about the function of the body of Christ, right? In all ministries, like when we do evangelism together, if you have a gifted evangelist, they're not the only evangelist. They're not supposed to do it by themselves. They're supposed to take people with them and give them vision for it and encouragement, set a pace for it in that culture. That's the whole purpose. And so the same with prayer, when we come together, it can give us vision for all sorts of things God wants to do, right? I mean, I feel like it gives big vision when I pray together with others really for what God wants to accomplish and what we're to pray for. In 1 Thessalonians 3, 1, it says, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you and that we may be delivered from wicked and from evil men. That's a fairly broad prayer, but it's like the Lord would speed ahead in every new place we're going to missions, missions, pray for big vision that thousands of people would come to know the Lord and would just be enthralled with him for the glory of God. That helps me have big vision for it. So I'm praying for the people in my immediate circle, but I'm also with others having big vision for what God wants to do and wants us to intercede for. Right. You know, and, and something like, you know, Colossians 4 comes to mind that Paul tells them, I know that through your prayers, you know, that something is going to happen. I'm uh, sorry, uh, Philippians, sorry, Philippians uh, chapter one. I know that through your prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit, this is going to turn out for my deliverance. Or Colossians four, he says, pray for us that a door would be opened, that the mystery of Christ would be proclaimed clearly as it ought to be. So there's that togetherness of saying, okay, obviously, are we going to believe that Paul wasn't praying yeah. for his deliverance? And he's addressing a church, not yeah. a, an, an individual. Exactly. He's praying for a whole a whole body of people, a, a local community of believers. And, and we have to believe that Paul was praying for his deliverance, that Paul was praying for the open door for the gospel. But it mattered to Paul. Paul thought it was important that we would pray this together and that there would be power in the togetherness, the agreement of the prayer, not just an individual's desire. Yeah. Two or three or more. Two or more. <laughs> two or more. <laughs> That's so true. And we're not slamming individual prayer at all. Here's the thing. 
people who have a genuine gifting and prayer and heart for seeing the Lord work will be praying diligently on their own. And that's really, I think us coming together is an encouragement of that. It helps set the pace for that too. In my own life, when I start to get staggered about praying by myself, it really helps me to pray with others and get more vision for it again. So like understand, you know, praying without ceasing is even when I'm doing it by myself, God is still working, right? And I should be doing that and meeting with God on my own as well, not just with others. Right. And I mean, I, I think also like Jesus Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter six, he talks about when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at street corners and they, that so that they could be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who's in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So clearly we're not saying individual prayer, private, secret prayer is something wrong. Jesus says it's good. But the principle there is the sincerity of heart. Yeah. It's not whether you're with people or not. It's about the reward that you're seeking. Are you seeking the reward that comes from the Father through your sincere pursuit of him and his desires and his glory? Or is it the glory you're seeking for yourself, the reward yeah. of personal glory and recognition as a spiritual person? So not against individual prayer. <laughs> we're all in agreement. But here we're talking about why does it matter that we pray together? Yeah. And don't have fear to pray. Like... God knows your motivations and you have the Holy Spirit in you. He's going to help you understand when you're having the wrong motivations. So don't be afraid to pray with people because you're not even going to know if you're off, you're being prideful. Like if you're listening, uh, God will help you understand, okay, maybe you're you're making a show now. Like mm -hmm. just, just cool it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've had God say that to me before. It's like... <laughs> Okay, dude, like, yeah, now you're doing it for people. Right. Calm down. <laughs> right. And, it's, and it, there's especially a temptation there. I know we're, you know, we're, a, this is a bit of an aside, but yeah, there's, especially for those who are in leadership, there's that, I don't know about you, Mike, I've had moments where I've been praying publicly, you know, leading a group and I've in the midst of my prayers felt like, why don't I pray like this when I'm by myself? <laughs> Why are my prayers when I'm by myself much more kind of choppy and from my guts and and not in any way, you could never accuse me of being elo eloquent by myself in my prayers, you know? And there's, I think it's a, I think it's a legitimate question to ask ourselves, you know, it's, I felt convicted in the past. And the thing that I'm convicted about is sincerity. It's exactly what Jesus is saying. It's just being sincere as we come to the Lord, whether we're in private or we're together, the sincere seeking of the Lord is what matters to the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. So going back to the key here, when you're in a church or you're an individual, a small group or whatever you're doing as a believer the value of coming together specifically to pray. And I think it can be in a church context where it's a church service. We highlight prayer at open doors a lot. And so that's really good. I think there's value, especially in, in Bible-centric churches where exegetical teaching is kind of the main focus of a service and then worship music caps it usually on both ends to have separate prayer meetings where you're saying, we are going to come together where two or three are gathered. There I'm among them. We're coming to agree 
with God specifically. And our whole purpose for this meeting is to meet with God. It's to abide in Christ, so to wait on him, see if he says something for somebody else or see if he, you know, what he's going to do together. Let the spirit inform our intercession to go into intercession where we're asking the Lord to do specific things, general things we know that are on his heart, like saving the lost and unreached people groups Mm -hmm. and specific things like Lord touch this missionary that we know and their tribe that they're with, you know, being very specific and God will, will hear that. And then as we see in the book of Acts in the New Testament and in Old Testament examples, when we fast, that adds to our, the oomph to our praise, you know, it, it adds more fuel. So I, we'll do another episode talking about the different fasts of fasting, I think, but really just saying, we're going to do this together. This is, there is so much value in doing this together. We have to, we have to cry out to God together. You know, one great example I see in the book of Acts is in Acts 12, you have Peter in prison, right? They come together and they're praying. It says they pray together in Acts 12. You know, pull up that verse real quick and read it for me. It's go to Acts 12. Actually, I can pull it up on here because this verse has a lot of oomph and I don't know why I didn't list it on my thing actually. Okay. So it says 12.12. Okay. So 12.5 and then 12.12. So so what it says in Acts chapter 12, verse five, Peter's been arrested, right? He's in prison. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the pastor, <laughs> <laughs> by his mom, his, <laughs> by, you know, no, it says by the church, the unit, the body was praying for Peter together. And then Peter gets delivered and guess what? They're still together, mm. you know? And then in 1212, when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. So they were still praying when Peter was delivered and came, right? So this indicates not only they're coming together, but they're saying, we're going to invest time in it. This is not a five minute deal. I'm not saying that the five minute prayers aren't valuable at all to God. They are, but I'm saying like, Hey, let's make time. Let's set a time and say, we're going to invest ourselves in interceding day and night. Like Luke 18 says about the persistent widow so that my people might pray day and night, right? Investing real time in connecting with God and interceding together. So I I think that's just the overarching principle is we can say, yeah, this is a good principle, but we don't have time for it because we have all these other things going on. I mean, I'm going to suggest, and I may step on some toes here. Do it. Praying together is more valuable than softball night. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's real. I'm not saying softball night has no value. I have sure. some softball nights, but maybe, you know, if we have a once a month softball night, we should have a once a week prayer meeting. Okay. Maybe we're saying prayer should be key to everything that we do. What that will do long-term is it's going to build a culture of prayer in your church where people, when they're talking to others, um, you know, over coffee before service, they hear something that somebody's going through and they say, Hey, let's pray about that right now together. Yeah. And they pray, right. You know, they take it before the Lord and, you know, and it's going to start to like really grow in everybody's hearts. We're always praying. We're always finding opportunities to pray. Yeah. Our whole mindset is pray together, pray together, pray together. Let's 
make that a priority. It should be a top priority. Are you saying that we should be seeking to build a prayer culture? <laughs> Absolutely, Patrick. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I, I hear you for sure. It, it's We can say whatever we want about what's important to us, but our lives are going to demonstrate what's actually important to us. So something like, you know, you brought up are the five minute prayers or is take, for example, the classic pray before you eat. Is that unimportant? Is that a waste? You know, it's 30 seconds. You express some gratitude to the Lord for the food that he's provided. Of course, that's not a waste. We should do that. It's beautiful. You know, it's we're receiving a gift from God. We're acknowledging that it's from him. We're thanking him for it. And then we eat the meal together. Beautiful. That should always happen. But does it also say something if we prioritize extended patient time, consistent time in prayer? Yes, that says something. Just like taking time to stop and pray before you eat says something, we acknowledge this is a gift from God and we receive it like that. That says something really good. We should do it. Does it also say something when we say we're going to stop our week and do nothing but seek the Lord together in prayer? Yes. It really says something for a community of people to all stop their lives and just seek the face of the Lord, to set your eyes on him, to fix your attention on him together, to come in agreement together about what's good, about what we desire, about what we need from him, to minister to one another, interceding for each other's needs. It really says something about what matters to us and about what matters to the Lord when we do that. Yeah, absolutely. It says a lot. And I will just really encourage if there are any church leaders listening to this, it's important for you to be involved in this move. It's really hard to get people to come to prayer meetings in Bible-centric churches. I'll tell you straight up. And I've I've talked to some where it's like they have a prayer meeting, you know, maybe they have a monthly prayer meeting and, you know, two or three people show up and a good sized church, you know, a couple of people show up. But when leaders are constantly talking about it and showing up themselves, that makes a huge difference. So if you want a culture of prayer in your church or in your small group, pray, show up. Yeah. It show people that it's a priority to pray together. Right. And make it an important and an integral part of your schedule and what you're doing at your church. Right. And you know what comes to my mind, Mike, is that's never going to happen unless we make the shift from this is something we should do to this is something we have to do have to we must we need this we need to come together and pray and you know that's not to again that's not to remove anything from the sovereignty of god our belief that he is ultimately in control uh he's in the heavens he does all that he pleases he's going to work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes we can say all that we want about the sovereignty of God, but we're not going to neglect the scriptures that say it matters that we pray, Yeah, that God responds to prayer, that the implication is if you don't pray, then a good thing may not happen. And that that's a strange concept that we could all just, our brains just melt when we try to imagine the sovereignty of God and the importance of prayer. And we've done episodes on this in the past but they coexist. Those are realities that coexist. And so we're not going to neglect one for the other. We have to come together and pray. 
We have to come together in agreement. It just matters to God. It just does. So if he's willing to exert his power into our lives, into the world, because we prayed, then we have to be praying together. It has to be a priority, not just something we should do. You know, it's not just some important thing. It's a necessary thing. It's a necessary thing. According to God. Yeah. Just according to God. (laughs) That's all we're saying. Yeah. So key takeaways here. um, Pray together. Uh Uh-huh. Place real value on it and real time on it. And make sure that you want your church or your small group or the people you're around to have that culture of prayer. You know, if you're leading in it, you have to be involved. Right. You need to, to really get invested. Right. Yeah. And I think if, you know, if a church leader is wrestling with that or feeling intimidated by the trying to arrange for that, trying to plan that, of course, we are church leaders and we understand the difficulty. So there's no lack of compassion. I have been the planter and the lead pastor of the church and the one with the burden for prayer and still had a hard time getting people gathered in prayer. You know, there's only a percentage of the church that is going to show up. That doesn't make it not worth it. Yeah. And unless you're really going after those difficult things that God desires, of course they won't happen. It won't happen if we don't go after them. That's true. So we have to go after them. It's it's just worth it. It's worth the struggle. Yeah. You know? And And if we're willing to just lay down as leaders, if we're willing to lay down the pride of, you know, risking failure. I planned something, I prioritized, I kept talking about how some, how important something was and then nobody cared about it. If we're willing to risk that, I think there's a great reward. Sure. And one kind of final thing on that, I've been in spaces and churches where the ideology is minimalistics on programs, which I very much appreciate. I understand the, the approach there that's like, hey, we don't want to do too many programs because we want people in the community with their neighbors, evangelizing, discipling them, things like that. Maybe you're like, well, we don't want to do another program, separate program that's a prayer mm-hmm. meeting. If you you don't want to do that, you know, another way is make prayer a key part of your service. Mm-hmm. Like spend a lot of time in prayer in your service. Like if it's either during the service or maybe you you try to, I know some churches where they have it on a Sunday morning before service. So it's kind of in the same time frame. Just make sure that it's really a key thing that is given sufficient time. Right, right. Yeah. That's good. So, cool. Well, um, yeah, I think that's all. Really, I just wanted to kind of give the general uh, view, like 30,000 foot view of why we pray together in this episode. And uh, in the next few episodes, we're going to talk about abiding prayer together, intercession with confidence together, and fasting together. Um, I think it's important for us to talk about those so we understand when we're talking about prayer, we're not just talking about one specific type, but there's different elements to praying together. So Yeah, good. Looking forward to it. Cool. Well, see you next time. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button.